the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, everyone. I'm George Roska. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 139 of Say What? Where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including the disastrous connection uh, between the woke worldview as promulgated in our culture and public schools and our children's mental health. That's right, George. You know, we've often reported in past episodes on the rise of mental health problems and particularly the suicide rate among school-age children, which we think is a in direct relationship with what the school system is teaching. This vacuous worldview that is known as many things, you know, critical theory, many people know it today as wokeism that has completely infected our public school system. But now, George, those problems are showing up in a big way in our nation's emergency rooms. In fact, um, we're going to spend a lot of time today uh, talking from an article that was published recently in the Wall Street Journal, title of which is Children in Mental Health Crisis Surge into Hospital ERs. Rising cases and long waits for treatment have desperate families turning to emergency departments for help. Uh, This piece was written on November the 8th. Uh, by Dan Frosch and Melanie Evans. And uh, it was so disturbing to me, George, when I read this, that I thought this is something that our listeners need to hear about because it really points to the depth of the mental health crisis that our children are facing today. Most definitely, Mark. And the other caution here to parents to watch out is more and more schools are opening up health, um, health clinics on school campuses and they are teaming up with what, what what might sound as reputable organizations. For example, here in Orange County, we have Chalk Hospital, the Children's Hospital of Orange yeah. County, and they have um, already eight contracts with eight separate school districts out of the 28 school districts in Orange County. And this is how schools will hide behind very reputable hospitals and say, hey, we're bringing in the experts for our children's mental health needs. Well, guess what ends up happening is they end up going into these health clinics, going and receiving the help from the experts at Chalk Hospital. And basically they are providing gender affirming care to these kids. Um, So as we read through this article, Mark, I know it's going to be very heavy uh, for parents, but parents, please be aware that, what's happening in the K through 12 system right now. And this push to bring in on health clinics um, is, is very deceptive. And George, I think it's important that we uh, give a proviso to what we're going to read. Uh, The wall street journal is a incredibly respected um, uh, news publications. We rely on their articles heavily in in POK because of their uh, great reporting. But while their opinion and editorial sections are regularly conservative and and traditional, this is a news reporting article. 
and some of the conclusions they draw, um, we are not in agreement with. And uh, we will point that out as we go along. But uh, let's just, let's start reading. Uh, these, these are direct quotes from the article. Uh, Dr. Christopher Lucas shuttled from room to room, checking on the children with mental health troubles who had streamed into his emergency department over the past 12 hours because they had nowhere else to go. There were eight of them that September day at Upstate University Hospital in Syracuse, New York. In one room, staff tended to a seven-year-old girl with chronic depression who had attempted suicide by overdosing on ibuprofen. Now, that's a new one to me. I've I've never heard of anybody trying to commit suicide by taking too much Advil. It was her fourth trip to the ER for mental health reasons in two years. Nearby was a 14-year-old girl who had started cutting herself after being bullied over social media. That's rampant in the public school system. The youngest new patient was a five-year-old boy with behavioral issues. His mother had tried to get him into outpatient therapy, but there was a long wait list. A physician assistant at at a different emergency department had prescribed him five medications in the meantime, said Lucas, the hospital's vice chair of psychiatry. After the boy said he wanted to kill himself, she'd brought him to the ER at Upstate. A five-year-old boy, George, on five different medications. Now, what an indictment on our society. If this even happens once in America, but as we're going to discover, it's rampant in our society. The article goes on to say, While anxiety, depression, and other mental health conditions started to climb among children before COVID, they soared during the isolation and disruption of the pandemic. The increased demand for treatment exacerbated a shortage of available mental health services. And this has left desperate families pouring into emergency departments that legally can turn no one away. Now, this is one of the areas that I think we take issue at POK because the solution that you're going to hear over and over again from this article is we need more mental health service clinics, more organizations, more state-run organizations that are providing mental health services. George, that's not the solution to the problem. It may be a stopgap, but in some cases it can make things actually worse. Uh, because they're promoting this um, vacuous worldview. We're the place of last resort to mop up after the system has failed, said Lucas. Well, he goes on to say here that the influx of young mental health patients is overcrowding emergency departments and delaying treatments across the country at both specialized children's hospitals and general hospitals, uh, with major pediatric and emergency medicine organizations issued a public warning to hospitals and doctors in August stating that the lack of space and available staff is forcing children who need psychiatric care to wait too long in in the emergency rooms. Uh, It's not like you're taking him there and you think he's going to come out any better, said Katie Brown, whose 17-year-old son had gone to emergency rooms more than 15 times over the past three and a half years, seeking help for depression and suicidal thoughts. It's literally just to kind of maintain the status quo of safety until the storm passes or there's somewhere he can go. 
I mean, this is what we've come to now. We have to run to an emergency room with, with kids, you know, teenagers and, and younger than teens, um, in order to get over just those peaks of their mental health episodes. Honestly, when I was growing up, I don't remember any of my peer group children having mental health issues. Not one. Now, I'm assuming there it was going on, you know, sort of hidden from view. It's not hidden from view anymore. It's pandemic. I, I venture to say that you could not interview uh, a an 11-year-old student in a middle school that doesn't know about one of his peers having mental health issues. I mean, it's so common. The article goes on to say, in 2016, roughly 660 kids came to Upstate's Pediatric Emergency Department with psychiatric issues. Last year, George, the department saw nearly 3,000, an all-time high. This year, it's on pace for more. Now that's New York, but the problem is happening in other states as well, like Texas. Wow. I mean, Texas Children's Hospital, three emergency departments across the Houston area now typically treat 400 to 500 kids a month for mental health issues compared with 40 to 50 in 2019. Yeah, according to data gathered from 38 children's hospitals by the Children's Hospital Association, trips to emergency departments for mental health treatment were 20% higher in 2022 compared to 2019. Children seeking help in ERs for suicide or self-harm soared 50% at those hospitals during the same time period. I mean, we have to ask ourselves, what is creating this epidemic. This is absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's not the lack of mental health um, service providers. I can guarantee you that that is not the problem here. Uh, The article goes on to say, greater demand from children in psychiatric crises is adding to backlogs in emergency departments for all patients. Wait times and the share of patients who left ERs without getting care jumped during the past two years, data from the Emergency Department Benchmarking Alliance show. Alyssa Bostwick, chief nurse at Golisano Children's Hospital of Southwest Florida, described a day this past spring when 12 of the 17 emergency department rooms were filled with children held under the state's Baker Act, which allows hospitals to keep patients involuntarily for mental health examinations. The department has seen a surge in such patients from 273 in 2020 to 1,012 in 2022. Every one of these patients required one-to-one observation Every one of those patients requires care from a nurse. And then what happens is that the waiting room of patients starts to back up, she said. So it overwhelms resources and delays care. I mean, this is just shocking, Mark. Um, Why are so many children going through something like this? That It's just crazy. Uh, They go on to say that with more serious cases, emergency rooms try to get children into psychiatric facilities or units as soon as possible. They often run into the same shortages and backlogs that drove parents to bring their kids to the ER in the first place. As a result, high-risk children end up staying days or weeks 
in the emergency department, a practice known as boarding. I mean, I'm not negating the fact that, that these are crazy emergency situations. Yeah. But the emergency room has always been, you know, you accidentally chop off your finger. You have a place to go be immediately cared for. Yeah, right? physical ailments. Physical mostly. ailments. And occasionally a psychiatric, like a schizophrenic or something like that. Correct. Someone who is a, is, has attempted suicide in need of immediate care. But now it's coming a turnstile for masses of children with mental health issues that have nowhere else to go. It, it's overwhelming the system. A study led by Brown University research, researcher published in January found that at a children's hospital emergency department in the Northeast, the number of kids seeking psychiatric treatment who were being boarded had tripled from 2019 to 2021. Another study in JAMA Psychiatry in July found the share of children needing mental health care who were boarded for two or more nights in hospitals jumped 76% from March 2019 to February 2022. Oh, man. I mean, Mark, we, we've discussed in the past, and we've seen this probably in our you know personal lives, but what the teachers' unions did to our children during the pandemic and and basically imposing lockdowns, imposing, um, you know, the, the virtual schools, um, and then holding out as long as possible before they brought kids back, right? I mean, th- this has to be one of the ramifications now that we're seeing, the consequences of those crazy decisions. And then when they finally did go back to school, George, they were inundated by a worldview that tells them that you're neither male nor female. You're yeah. whatever identity you choose to define yourself as or as your peer pressure group thinks that you are. And by the way, if you're uncomfortable, then you may need puberty blockers to uh, staunch the natural progression of your biology. And uh, once that sets in, then you may know, need hormones to more further identify with a biology that is not your own. Uh, We also are teaching kids that they're fundamentally racists and that they're either an oppressed part of an oppressed group or part of an oppressor group based Mm -hmm. on the pigment of their skin. And then the schools, George, are taking over parenting through concepts like social emotional learning. I mean, this again, this is not, rocket science. There's a reason why children are in so much despair today. We are telling them that their their lives are, they're just material beings. Uh, You define your life based on how you see reality. There is no essential transcendent truth Mm -hmm. uh, like the Judeo-Christian worldview uh, believes in and which we believe in here at POK. Um, the, it disturbs me on a level, the writer uh, says, I really can't describe, uh, said Dr. Stephen Barry. This fall, Rebecca Marshall, a psychiatrist at Dorn Becker Children's Hospital in Portland, Oregon, has found herself dealing with an overwhelming number of patients in need of mental health care in the emergency room. Extra staff must keep watch over children to keep them from harming themselves or trying to walk out of the hospital. 
Some kids are trying to leave because they want to die, Marshall said. We're doing everything we can, but we're not a psychiatric hospital. One patient who recently visited Dornbecker's ER after threatening suicide was Katie Brown's son. It was his sixth trip there. This time he stayed 13 days until hospital staff were able to get him into an inpatient mental health facility. Is she the governor of Oregon? I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Brown and her husband, Mike Lippman, have struggled to find residential facilities near their home in Salem, Oregon, that accept children and have the proper resources. Their ER visits have become so common that Brown keeps a go bag in her room, in her home office, filled with warm clothes to ward off the cold chairs they've noticed in hospital waiting rooms. Five years ago, I would be traumatized at the idea that my child is in a suicidal crisis stabilization situation in the emergency department. Lipman, himself an administrator at a different hospital system, said, now we've gotten to the point where it's ingrained in our day-to-day lives which is abnormal. You think, you think. Yes. I mean, Mark, I think what you're touching upon about the worldview that's being instilled in the K through 12 system, creating this, basically children have no foundation No, and, and there's no firm foundation. There's a different foundation, but it's all sinking sand and they have nowhere to place their feet on rock solid ground. And so having to make all of these decisions on your values, on your worldview, on everything in life at such an early age is not something that children should be doing. That's why God has placed the parents in children's lives to teach them and to instruct them and to give them a biblical worldview, according to the Bible. Um, And if parents do that, I believe that we will see this mental health crisis go away. George, if it happened on a mass scale, it would go away, I think, in yeah. one generation. Our culture and our public schools are teaching an ideology of despair. There's no other word for it. Mm-hmm. God's word teaches that we are all created in his image, that we are precious to him, that we have value not only to our creator, our source, But to one another, we have responsibilities in life, and we have the hope of eternal life in a personal relationship with God's own Son, Jesus Christ. Amen to that. This ideology is completely in opposite of offering any hope to children whatsoever. They have no grounding in truth. Just continuing on in this article, For longer-term care, Lippman and Brown recently found a specialized residential program in Massachusetts for adolescents. The program doesn't accept insurance, and even with insurance, Lippman and Brown said they have spent over twenty grand a year out of pocket on their son's mental health care. Part of what's driving the increase in emergency room visits are longer waits for treatment outside of hospitals. Children's conditions often intensify In the meantime, at Best Point Education and Behavioral Health, which provides outpatient pediatric mental health services in the Cincinnati area, the number of children who spent time on the waiting list soared to 6,250 
and 75 in the fiscal year that ended in June, up from 1,128 in 2020. It took an average of 109 days to get services compared with 56 in fiscal 2020. George, there's going to be no end to this. There are not enough uh, mental health clinics and emergency rooms in the country to deal with this situation until we get to the core of what's really going on. Exactly. I mean, this, that's a, almost a 600% increase. That's crazy. Um, for the past few years, Andrea Teague, an oncologist in Santa Fe, New Mexico, has struggled to get help for her teenage daughter, Iris, who suffered from depression and an eating disorder. A high school soccer player and track athlete, Iris Teague, began obsessively exercising and dieting when her school shut down during the pandemic, her mother said. By May 2021, she dropped at least 25 pounds. The lone therapist Teague knew of in Santa Fe um, specializing in adolescent eating disorders had a six-month wait list. An Albuquerque program was temporarily closed, so she couldn't even go to that. Teague eventually found the residential facilities for Iris in San Diego and Wisconsin, but it took weeks to get her in. She and her husband spent tens of thousands of dollars on housing and travel to visit their daughter. Teague's husband, a software engineer, had to reduce his job to part-time. I mean, this thing has ramifications within a family's life, like what we've never seen before. It's uprooting entire families. Yeah, it really is. Weeks after being discharged from the Wisconsin facility, Iris tried to kill herself this past January by swerving her car off the interstate and crashing it. She ended up in an emergency department with minor injuries. After a mental health evaluation, Iris, who had just turned 18, was transferred to an adult psychiatric union unit at the Albuquerque Hospital, where she was discharged after five days with a treatment plan that would have required her to wait months for a psychiatrist. Um, George, I'm, I'm almost speechless um, with this. I mean, we, we can say it over and over again. My heart goes out to these emergency care providers, the, the nurses and doctors who are struggling uh, in these units to try and staunch the despair that they're seeing regularly. I mean, it, it really is heartbreaking. But ultimately, the solution can't be, as we've stated over and over again, an increase in emergency room services. It's just a Band-Aid. Yeah. Um, in, in fact, Mark, uh, the, the mental health crisis is only going to get worse, unfortunately. So, And we do want to offer hope, don't we, George? Yes. There is hope in the truth. And the, the truth can be found in the words of Scripture. Yes. We are valued creations of our Creator God. He wants us to experience joy. Joy and peace and love are fruits of the Spirit. It's a promise to everybody who puts their faith in these truths, and it's there for anybody willing to uh, receive it. Well, George, that's that's all the time we have for today. Uh, I know this has been a very, very heavy topic for parents. If it does anything, parents, I hope it incites you to get on your knees and to start praying for true revival in this country. And Mark, I know that we typically send parents to protectourkidsnow.org at the end of our episodes, but I think today we we need to do something different. And parents, please go to the Bible. That is our only hope. Amen.
That is the rock solid truth that has been tested throughout time. And if we want to return to some state of normalcy of what we had in the past and what we've enjoyed in the past as a civilization, um, we need to go back to the Bible. There's truth. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Say What. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.